hearkens thine ears to the tune of the cast. We cast pause all day for the glory. Season dose. Methuselah. What, what? Groomed her pet Leviathan. Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> Salty Dogs Podcast. I have to be. The SDP and the ICT. Teddy Roosevelt. Hear ye, hear ye. While we cast all of our pods upon you. Welcome. Hear ye. Is this hear, it? Hear ye. This is what you got? Yeah. My first lead-in, bro. That's, Casey, first time. that's Casey's first lead-in. Yeah. It's pretty good. It was all right. This is like episode... 11, season 2. I, uh, for some reason, I'm doubting that number. No, I just looked at it on my Apple Podcast app, where you can subscribe to the Salt Are Dogs we, Podcast. We're on a podcast app? Duh. Dang, dude. Apple Podcast app. Google Stitcher. We're floating worldwide, baby. Spotify, iHeartRadio. All of it. Dude, we're all over the place. Mm. That's how we roll, son. That's... Welcome. Welcome to the Salty Dogs Podcast. <laughs> Are you welcoming me? You're looking I'm right welcoming, at me. I'm welcoming <laughs> to you. To the future. You're welcoming well, me to the future. <laughs> where have I been? I don't know where you've been, Casey. What's up, man? You good, brother? Yeah. yeah Feeling tired. good? Always tired. Just physically tired. Are you feeling filled? That's the question I have for you. I'm based, being filled. Based on the subject of this podcast. <laughs> Good answer. Being, being filled. filled. There you go. That's Skylar, ladies and gentlemen. Being filled and pouring out. Being filled and pouring out. That's that, like, buttery, soft voice you hear in the speakers. It is. Mr. Skylar here. It's Has anybody ever Cadillac told you? riding the truth. <laughs> That's right. Has anybody ever told you that you had a buttery voice? That'd be the first. And, well, you're welcome. But... Yeah. It fits from the, yeah, right. Yeah, it just caresses your ears. Mm-hmm. From the bottom of my adjective bag, it was running low, <laughs> so I didn't really know what else to pull out. We have Mr. Jamal Watson back on. What's, What's up, going brother? on, everybody? How are you doing? Well, they're listening, so maybe they said. Or were you saying <laughs> they probably you, said, "Oh, doing you great, asking? Jamal." <laughs> you know how they do on YouTube videos. All hey, right. what's going on, everybody? How's it going? <laughs> I literally can't answer you. Everybody in Radio Land, go ahead and say hi, Jamal, on the count of three. One, two, three. Hi, Jamal. <laughs> you didn't have to make it that awkward. When I listen to it, I'll, I'll say that. Just yeah. Thank you. I'll say it, too. I'll li- I'll go back and listen, and I'll just I'll make throw, sure. I'll throw in. one up for the homie and pour one out for the homie, too. I'll call you while I'm listening. Yeah. So, so, so when you say that. Jamal <laughs> Watson, he was on episode, I think, 17 of season one. I have doubts with, about that number, too. Dude, I looked it up I'm on the way here. <laughs> Wait, hey, when we get a bigger staff, we can have a fact checker and they can let us know if we're on or off. Dude, so. that would be so cool. It'd be legit, bro. So, yeah, Jamal's back. And uh, and so welcome again, brother. I think the last time we had you on, we talked about discipleship with you your spit pastor. that hot Absolutely. fire. Over at uh, Mending Place at South City, right? Yes, sir. What's that web address for that? The web address is www.mendingplace.org. Dude, this guy was born for radio. You hear or, yeah, it's not we dot com. We're about to get signed up. We need to get him, a, we need to get him a, a job doing our promos for Salty Dogs Podcast. I think yeah. do a good job. I'm available. He's available. Look at that. All right. If so I give you a job, we mean ask for you to do it for free. Right. You're going to get voluntold. So yeah. that happens in ministry, by it, the way. It does happen <laughs> a lot. Awesome. Well, good crew at the table. Welcome back, Skylar. Again, this is like number three or four. You you might yep. hear more of this guy. 
We deep in this thing. Casey was like, I like having him on, and plus he's down. And I'm like, well, that's a positive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> At least I'm willing. You got to have somebody who's down. Yeah. I said, yeah, he's always down. Yeah, oh, that's okay. right. We can't find anybody. Yeah, throw Skylar in there. Spirit, the, the flesh is weak, but Skylar's willing. So that's how that goes. Hey, Jamal, tell us a little bit about this topic. Tell us what we're supposed to be talking about tonight. Yeah, we're talking about tonight walking in the spirit. And one of the main things that kind of intrigued me about this topic is a lot of people know about it, but a lot of people don't know how to be about it, how to do it, how to make it do what it do, as uh, Skylar, a.k.a. DJ Holy Flip, uh, would say. Um, And so what intrigues me about this topic is it gives such a great um, summary of what it is to be a Christian, what it is to live a life that honors Christ, a Christ-like life. But I hope that tonight we can give the listeners and ourselves some insight on how to do it. So not just what it is, but how it is and how can I live this out uh, in my everyday life. So walking in the spirit, how do I do that? First of all, what is it and how do I do it? Yeah, no, that's great. I, I like starting with that. What is it? Because I think that it's interesting to talk about a topic like walking in the spirit and then saying, well, as Christians, we are supposed to be walking in the spirit. But I guess by definition and by default as Christians, we should be doing that. And so it's interesting that we're making a distinction. And so why do you think that is? Do you think that there are people who believe and aren't walking in the spirit? Like, tell me. I think one of the main um, challenges to even this phrase walking in the spirit is the spirit part of it. Um, and this is just my opinion, but I think that oftentimes when we talk about the Holy Spirit, sometimes we may talk about him as a force or an impermeable object or something that is kind of mysterious or mystical uh, rather than him being the third person in the Godhead. And so when even when we mention about walking in the Spirit, I think it is a topic um, that is quite practical. And if we've been redeemed, if our heart has been changed, regenerated, it's something that we naturally, uh, not naturally in our human ways, but naturally as a result of our new creation, um, begin to do and begin to hunger after. But because it's a theological topic that has a lot of um, bends and curves and interpretations and um, misunderstandings. Whenever you hear something talking about the spirit, like the spirit led life or spirit filled or spirit this, oftentimes people sometimes may get very mystical, um, very um, spooky, kind of like Casper the Friendly Ghost. It's, it's kind of if we get really we get, get really weirded, weirded out because the Holy Spirit isn't often talked about in very practical ways and means he's talked about in his kind of power and his fire and you know filling the place and oohs and ahs and presence and, and ah, la, 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 la. Yeah, yeah you know and like oh i felt the spirit that's great and that's possible but you can also be led by him and what does that mean to be led by something that you can't see and so i think walking in the spirit really is one of those phrases in Christianity that may get overlooked. Oh, yeah, yeah, we, we're supposed to walk in the Spirit. Don't quite know what that means, but it's in the Bible. So Yeah, I think practically. So yeah. it, it sounds good, yeah. right? If I'm, if I'm sitting in church or in a church service, excuse me, with the church, i got to be clear with my words there. So if I'm sitting with the church in a gathering listening to a teacher give a sermon and he's saying, live the Spirit-filled life, walk by the Spirit, I'm going to be like, yeah, amen. Like I'm, I'm about that. But then again, yeah, I'm going to be like, well, what exactly is that? And how do I do it? And, and honestly, I think a lot of times we hear sermons without 
the practical application um, of actually how to go and do that versus it's like you should, you should, you should, you need to, you need to, but then, yeah, what does that look like? How do I actually do that? Let, let me hear, let me hear from a couple of your other guys. Like, what do you, what do you think it means to walk in the spirit? Like, what is it versus how do you do it? Well, what I really like about, um, about when they talk about walking in the spirit, um, but we know that, uh, Jesus is the way, right? The way to what? The way to the Father. The Father is the destination, right? And the Spirit is the means by which we walk the way to the destination. And so he's all these things encompassed in one, although he's separate and different and performs different roles. There's different roles in this little, you know, axiom or whatever you want to call it. It's just, it's interesting to me. And there's verse after verse and just talking about the way and talking about your walk. And, you know, and so that's the most interesting thing, uh, the most interesting thing to me. I mean, I'm I'm all about you know the spirit and the mystical stuff of the spirit too. Although I am about the theological stuff of the spirit as well. And uh, <clears throat> but yeah, I, I hope to talk a little bit of, about the way as much as we're talking about walking by the spirit. You know. Yeah. What is it, Skyler? Hey, Amen. Well, I'm sure we got probably mainly Christian listeners, but maybe some um, even non-believers tuning in. And uh, just real basic, I was I was thinking about it when I got invited to um, speak on this subject, and really, it all starts with belief. And to me, well, you can't walk in the Spirit if you don't believe, that's obvious, but um, I think even as a believer, you can walk in the flesh. And um, so, to walk in the Spirit, of course, we have to deny self to... Like, take up your cross, deny yourself, and follow me, said said Jesus. And, uh, but what's appealing to someone to actually deny self? Like, th- that's not appealing in our natural human nature. So, to me, the only, like, the only way, well, first of all, Jesus said, this is eternal life that you believe. Like, this is how you get the gift of salvation is believing. And so... Really, the only way you can walk in the Spirit, of course, is to believe. And when you believe, you will be born again, filled with the Spirit. And then, with the Holy Spirit inside of you, then you will have the conviction to deny self. And I think a lot of walking in the Spirit is listening to that conviction over the the will of the flesh and the will of man. So... Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say I agree with that, Skylar. It begins with the be and then the do. Um, yeah. I think oftentimes when what we try to what we try to do in Christianity is figure out the do and then make our be match our do. Um, but I think that again, it begins with the identity, uh, like it says in Second uh, Corinthians five seventeen. You know, uh, behold, you're, uh, you're a new creature in Christ. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And so, when I become a new creation, I have to learn a new way of living. It's similar to becoming. It's similar to a baby who's growing up, learning how to walk, learning how to talk, learning how to eat, um, learning how to you know make sounds and communicate, um, walk and figure out this thing called life. And so, when Christ arrests our heart 
heart and changes our life. There's a new way of thinking. Um, that's why we have to renew our mind. But there's also a new way of living. And, and, and it's by the grace of God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, that we're able to live a life and to live out, as you said, Casey, uh, Jesus is the way. And so as a disciple, as a learner, as a follower of his, we follow him. But he's given us a comforter. He's given us someone to walk alongside us, which is the Holy Spirit. And one of the wonderful verses I love in this hopeful verse uh, in, in the scripture, I don't have the tag at the moment, but it talks about how um, he, uh, con- the Holy Spirit, one of the main jobs of the Holy Spirit is to conform us to the image of the Son. Um, so that's the S-O-N, not the S-U-N. And so to conform us to the image of the Son. And so the Son is our, our primary example of what it means to be human. Um, he, he, uh, he's God and, and wrapped in flesh and showed us how to be human, how what's the new way to be human. Um, and so the spirit is that, that, um, that guide and the, uh, and the instructor and the leader and the one who gives us, um, our examples and, and gives us the grace to be, um, who we've already become. So we've become sons and daughters of God. We've become this new identity. And so walking in the spirit is basically learning how to get our legs and how do I walk out what has become an inward reality? How do I have an outward expression of what has become inward in me? Um, how do I live? How do I talk? Uh, how do I communicate? How do I, how do I treat people? How do I, and so you see all of these teachings of Jesus and it's the Holy Spirit who, who illuminates this stuff in our hearts. It's kind of like turning on a light. You go from darkness, ignorance to light, truth. And how do I live this truth out every single day? And so the Holy Spirit, I believe, is 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 willing and able to say, hey, if, if you let me, if you lean into who I've who, who, who I've been equipped to be for you, your comforter, your strengthener, um, you can live out every single day um, as Christ would have you live it out, but not in your own strength. And oftentimes as Christians, we try to do this kind of moral cold thing where I try to not do the don'ts and then maybe get to the do's. But if, if I if I can understand my identity in Christ, that I be redeemed, um, that I be loved. And that stuff that stuff will naturally is a natural and, 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 and that's a natural why, reaction. And that's why it's the fruit reaction. of the spirit. Yeah. Like it, even if you look down at the bottom of the fruit of the spirit in Galatians five, um, the, one of the fruits of the spirit is self control. And oftentimes we try to control ourselves right. when we must realize as, as a as a form of obedience. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when, when all we have to do is Oh, I need more self control. Yeah, yeah, I need more so. self control. Yeah. Well lean more into the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Jesus said, if you abide in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Okay, what are the fruit that we bear? Love, joy, peace, goodness, kindness, you know, meekness and self-control. And so it's a fruit of the Spirit's work in our life that we have self-control, that we have more love, that we have the peace that we long for when we when we try to gain things instead of him. So, you know, it, it, so I think walking in the Spirit, very, one of the things I wrote down very simply put is following the leader. Like, like, let the Holy Spirit be the leader of your life. And as you walk in the spirit, you're walking in the steps that he orders for your life. And it may not it may not be grand. It may not feel really different and emotional at times, but he's leading and guiding you in all truth, as John 16 says. So I'd like I would like to take it back to Genesis and and kind of paint a little bit of a picture moving forward, because. Living a, a spirit-filled life or walking by the Spirit isn't just kind of trying to add good fruit to your life and do what's right. And here's why we need to understand this is because in the in the garden, there were many trees that bore fruit, and then they could eat of all of those trees, but they could not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But there was another tree. It was the tree of life. 
they were able to eat from the tree of life anytime they wanted. Um, we have an instance where God and Adam are having a conversation and, and God tells Adam and, and Eve, right, not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He tells them. So you have this instance where there's an opportunity to know right from wrong from a tree or from the living God. <laughs> and he says, if you eat of that tree, well, then you will surely die. So we know that Eve is deceived and then Adam follows. And so they eat this fruit. Jesus, or Jesus, or God says, you'll surely die. So he kicks them out of the garden where they can't eat of the tree of life anymore. And we know that they don't suffer a physical death. So what kind of death do they suffer? It's a spiritual death. It's a spiritual death. That direct relationship with the Father in the way that they had it in a pure way was then taken away. And so then we have years and years and years of of history, Jewish history, the Israelites going through all sorts of crazy stuff, and then um, all sorts of prophets and kings and things that happen. But then Christ comes, and Christ essentially reinstitutes that relationship with the Father. And so then he tells his disciples that... Um, if any man believes in him, that even though they die, they'll live. So in one instance, you have Adam and Eve dying by eating of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So they were depending on something else to know right from wrong. Well, then Jesus comes and says, I'm going to give you the spirit. And even though you die, you're going to live. So you're going to live forever. So you have this life in your spirit back. And so then Jesus says, I'm going to go away, but it's better because if I wasn't going away, I wouldn't send the Holy Spirit. And he says, and he'll remind you of all of the things that I've said to you. And then Jesus also said, there are many other things that I have to say to you, but I haven't said them yet. And when the Holy Spirit comes, he will say them to you. And he will only he will be, guide you in all truth. He will guide yeah. you in all truth. And he'll only say to you what he hears. So what happens is we were... We died in sin. We're alive in Christ. We've reinstituted that direct line of communication to the Father to guide us into all truth, to bear good fruit versus us willing it out of the flesh, which is what Adam and Eve were doing. We're going to eat of this so we can have the knowledge to know what's right and wrong, where God was just saying, I want to tell you what's right and wrong, and I'll do it by my spirit in you. And so then, like, God says, I'm going to put a new heart in you, and I'm going to put my spirit in you, and I'm going to cause you to walk in my ways. So I think it's we have to understand that what happens in a Christian's life when they believe and the Spirit comes and fills them, because it's a completely different paradigm of existence. Right. And, you know, honestly, this is really trippy, but um, the, the way that that, you know, the Spirit bears fruit in us, right? Like um, <clears throat> the connection point for that is Jesus, period. And so when you were just talking about the tree of life, I'm looking right down here at John 15, where he says, I'm the vine in this in, in the, I'm, he is the tree of life, right? See, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, right? So he is the tree of life, but now we are a part, we are a branch, you know, we are an extension of the tree of life. And our connection point for bearing the, 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 the fruit of the Spirit is being connected to the tree itself, right? Abiding in Christ. It's good. Yeah, it is. That's really strange. And right. right and so you, when you believe, yeah. when you believe, like Skylar was saying, you're filled with the Holy Spirit. Right? right. The belief and the trust and the admission is 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 the connecting point to the tree. 
Man, that's trippy. I don't. Yeah, it's pretty wild because you made me think about how a branch will only bear fruit if it's connected to the rest of the Correct. tree. But the fruit comes from all of the nutrients and everything else that comes into the tree from its roots right. and the sunlight from the leaves. So whatever the tree is consuming, the branch is consuming mm-hmm. and then bearing fruit. <sighs> and so eating of the tree of life is eating of Christ and then bearing good fruit. <sighs> That's pretty interesting. It already went down. It, well, <laughs> We're only like All 10 right, minutes in. <laughs> We're done. All right. Yeah, wait, well, see you guys wait, later. A, wait a pitch in, Skylar. <laughs> you don't need to sign me. off. I'll just take off my headphones right now. No, no. but I, I, I think I, w- I really wanted to make that distinction that wa- walking in the Spirit or living the Spirit-filled life, whichever title we choose, <laughs> it really, really means that we, we have a complete paradigm shift. And so when, when I say paradigm shift, it means that we go from living and thinking and breathing and talking one way to completely changing. And, and in, uh, in the scripture where it says, if any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. That's not like a polished up old self. It's brand new kainos creation, which is a new race. And, right. so, and so it regenerates us. Um, we use that word regenerate, which kind of means like bring back to life or, or to make new, but we need to understand that it's, it's a generation. Like right. it's, it's a new creation. And it's a new creation because you're crucifying the old self, you know what I mean? And there's nothing. So we, just like you say, we're trying to like polish up you. Oh, you know, we got to redeem the flesh. There's only one perp. There's only one thing that flesh is purposed for, and that's to die. There is no redeeming flesh. There no no flesh can enter the kingdom of heaven, right? So it has to be a new creation. It has to be. So we have to crucify the old. So just like you said, pick up your cross and follow me. That's how you follow in this life. On the way, guided by the Spirit, is the first coming from the denial of self, right? Denial and the crucifixion of self too. Mm-hmm. For that new, because without with crucifixion comes new life. Right. There comes resurrection. There's no resurrection without death. And that has to be an agonizing thing. It has to be. It is agonizing. The cross was agonizing. And that cross in our life is going to be nothing less than agonizing. But eventually the cross accomplishes its purpose, which is death. Although it might take a while, it's still going to accomplish that purpose, which is death. And after the death comes the resurrection, the new life, and the new way to live. Absolutely. And I think something else, I just thought about it, even as we're talking about death and life and new life, um, even Jesus said it, except for a seed uh, goes into the ground and and dies, dies, it doesn't bear much fruit. And so I think oftentimes um, Christianity is kind of summed up into, can we add Jesus on to our already (laughs) decent a perfect life. Yeah. No, this is a radical departure and this is a radical change. Um, and if we don't, if we don't have fruit of that radical change, we have to really ask ourselves, have we really been redeemed? Have we really been regenerated? Cause this is not just, well, you know, God's just adding on to the best version of me. No, he's radically destroying everything, <laughs> everything that you thought was you. And, and, and again, it's, and, beautiful. And again it, it's so beautiful, but it's bloody. And, and that's why the cross is so, it's so glorious because of the glory of the fact that he came to earth, Jesus came to earth to die so that we might live. But the key was death first, then resurrection. You cannot have a resurrection without having a death. And we don't die uh, in any other way but crucifying our flesh. And And so you can't walk in the spirit if you're still living in the flesh. Yeah, and if you're frustrated like with, with some areas in your life, and that's probably a good indicator that that's an area in your life that you have not put to death, you know, that has not been redeemed because there is no 
redeeming flesh. You know what I mean? You got to die in that area. I got to added that to Jamal. I'm sorry. I interrupted. No, I interrupted. you didn't interrupt. You added. You didn't interrupt. I, you added. Skylar, I want to know because I, I'm thinking just a little bit back on some of the some of your testimony from the first time we had you on. And I think you'd, you'd spoken just a little bit about having an experience and giving your life to the Lord. And then you said there was a pretty obvious shift in the way that you were thinking and living. And so talk a little bit about how that changed. And then maybe that'll help us move into some of the practicality of like walking in the spirit. What exactly do we do and how do we allow him, he Holy spirit to influence us or, you know, yeah. Lead us and guide us. (laughs) Yeah. But from a really just relatable standpoint, I mean, um, I was just trouble. Yeah, I didn't grow up religious. Um, I was just into all kinds of bad things. And and the community saw it, and they knew it. And uh, so I started reading the Bible. And just for me, uh, I thought, okay, if I'm going to read this Bible, this all hangs on Jesus. So when I started, I, I just read red letters. And uh, the whole Bible is, is the truth. But this is what really got me. I started really studying like Jesus and his nature. And then I went to church and a pastor preached the message in the power of the Holy Spirit. I went to the altar and yeah, me, myself, I had a divine experience where, um, if I were to try to describe it, it was like, as if I was wrapped in light and I was overwhelmed by the presence of God for the first time. And I knew he was just telling me he loved me. And that was like, was, was that a feeling? Was that like a sensing? I I had, well, my eyes were closed, but it was like, everything was just, I was surrounded in light and I had overwhelming feeling of emotion where I just bawled because God was telling me he loves me. But at that point in life, there's no reason why God should have loved me. It was, it was grace. It was just like, God told me he loved me personally that day. And, uh, well, that's really where belief com- comes from is, I think, is your understanding of God because people have this skewed understanding of God like he's a dictator in the sky or that he's judging their every move. But for me, that belief came from this divine experience of knowing that God loved me. And um, that day, I mean, I was in college. <coughs> I was 19. I didn't walk out of that place just sp- spot free from that day on. But there was a... You mean in your actions? Yeah, yeah. Like, right. it. there's a process, sanctification. Right. You know? That day, I gained conviction, heavy. and So what I, does that mean? I started really knowing some things that were wrong that I that had to go. Like, some things that I may have known were wrong for a long time, but I was like, whatever, this right. is just life. Like, so it, there's no meaning, there's no purpose. That just reminds me where, where God says that he's going to write his laws on our hearts. Yeah. And I think that maybe what happened in that moment was he he just kind of imprinted that morality on you. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's and essentially it's not any kind of morality that you would think to yourself, well, I'm going to decide what's right or wrong. Right. It's not you trying to come up with it, but it's something new in you that has impressed upon you that you need to live and act a certain way now or you should. Yeah. Right? And you want to. Yeah, and just where that led, really, I mean, from that day, um, people knew something was different. Like, I mean, I hopped right into ministry with no 
knowledge of the word, really, just the heart for <laughs> Jesus. Like, I wasn't like a full time position. I wasn't a pastor. Pay of the this church. man just a salary. Him, just get him plugged in. <laughs> just get him plugged. Yeah. I didn't assume like an authoritative position in, in a congregation, but uh, I was in college. I was in the dorms. We started this movement. Other people were getting saved Where around me. I went to Pratt Community College okay. here in Kansas. Nice, yeah. nice big and college. I was, uh, yeah. I was on a wrestling scholarship, so oh snap! <laughs> you throwing shade over there on my light. <laughs> so nice you really college. are holy flip. <laughs> he is the holy. Flip. I made the holy, holy flip. flip. That's right. That's right. But uh, I'd say the the next shift um, after that was starting to really live intentional, and this is what really came to mind when I thought about walking in the spirit because walking is like an action it's moving forward and i think we can really go through our whole day um we can easily get just busy and thinking about all the time work and thinking about just things that are trying to stress us out and distract us but walking in the spirit to me from my own experience is living very intentional in every moment and every relationship and wherever God puts me, whether it be um, the body of believers that I'm in or even just with my family at home um, and uh, even my role in the world, just living intentional to be a manifestation of God's light in every moment. Right, right. You uh, Thinking about that point to where you just said, you know, I, I started having then this deep sense of conviction. So something shifted. And you wanted to begin living in the way that is is right, quote unquote, according to the Father and His ways. So let me tie this back to to what I was talking about with the knowledge of good and evil. So essentially, what man was saying was, I want to depend on myself to determine what's right or wrong. And so God then gives the law, which is essentially what is it, six hundred and thirteen commands that you must follow in order to be righteous in the eyes of God. Nice. And then those were exactly, yeah. He's like, you want to know what it's, what, what it's, it really means to be good. You want to know what it's like. You want to know what it's like. Yeah. You can't handle what it's like. Yeah. You, you want to know what's good. So he, he then gives this law. Moses goes to, to the top of the mountain. He gets these commandments. He brings them back down on tablets. He finds the people in sin. He smashes them. He goes back up, gets another copy, right? Smashes the people or smashes it? The, the yeah oh, the tablets the tablets okay <laughs> so he gets the tablets from Mount Sinai so then essentially they they begin to start celebrating the day of Pentecost which was the giving of the law mm. from God by Moses to the people wow. here's what's fun <laughs> is that when I was doing just a little bit of study before this before this I was cramming so I was reading in Acts Acts chapter two we see the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Interestingly, the filling of the Spirit happens on the day of Pentecost. So on the day they were celebrating the giving of the law from Mo- from God to Moses to the people, Jesus had said, go and wait, and I'll send the Holy Spirit, and you'll be filled with power, and you'll be able mm-hmm. to be my witness to the ends of the earth, right? Mm-hmm. On that very day that was signifying the giving of the law on tablets, the Lord gives the spirit, which what writes the laws of God in our heart. Dude. Wow. Isn't that wild? Yeah. And then I'm just reading in. I got so excited. I, I know. I mean, <laughs> yeah. You did do the snap. The oh snap snap. 
And uh, man, then you're reading that, and I'm reading, dude, and f- for this subject right here, Romans, Romans 8, like the mm. beginning of Romans 8 is everything that we need to know, because it's what we're talking about, practicality. It's talking about the law of sin and death has been completed in Christ, and we now live under the law of the Spirit, the right. law of the Spirit of life, right? Right. And it's talking about, and so if we can move into maybe, I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, what does it say? Can you, can you read yeah, it? Yeah, let's start here in Romans 8.1. Uh, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, for the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. Hallelujah. So living a, living a walking in the spirit means walking free freely free correct. freedom and yeah. so here and then it goes on to say this is just answering the questions right out of the word of god i don't know why we had to have a podcast about it <laughs> read eight romans eight for god has done with uh what the law weakened by the flesh could not do by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh for our and for our sin he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. And here's how he says that you know. For, the, for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. And so, when I, and then that gets me to where it says, be tr- do not be conformed to the pattern of the world, right? The pattern, it's a pattern. It's a spiritual pattern. It's a, it's a pattern in a different realm. It's, I mean, it's just a pattern. It's, so, um, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, right? For the mindset on the peace, and that's one of the next verses here, for the mindset on the spirit is peace and life, Right. And that's how that's so the the turning point is setting our mind, consecrating on our mind. Right. So it says right here, uh, for those who accord or who live according to the flesh, set their minds to the, or set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit. So there is a setting, a putting, a focusing and not turning to the left or to the right. And that's goes right into walking when you says in Proverbs, yeah. walk keep your focus straight ahead of you. Don't look to the left or to the right. Mm-hmm. That You know what I mean? So your focus and your set your gaze, let your gaze be ever before you, right? Focused, determined, and that's the setting of the mind so that you don't look left and right as you walk on the path, which is Jesus, to the destination, the Father. Bam. Okay. Amen. Nobody ever knows what to say after Casey gets on one. <laughs> so, so let's talk about that because, yeah, that one of my favorite scriptures is the for the mindset on the flesh is death, and the mindset on the spirit is life and peace. And there's another scripture that says, "For if by the spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the flesh, yeah. you will live." And so there's again, there's this new dynamic. I think there's a there's a striving in this world, and then I think there's a, there's a resting. We either strive or we rest. Hebrews tells us to strive to enter into rest. So really the only working we should be doing is we should work to rest, rest. work to rest. And that's resting in what the Lord has done. And so, yeah, Mm. it's, it's interesting. So how do you go from having a mind set on the flesh to then having a mindset on the spirit? How how do you do that? Mm. I got some, uh, I think a lot of it comes from just (laughs) gaining more understanding of the heart of the father. And, um, that's first of all, that comes from, knowing his heart for you. So there's that receiving his love and knowing that he loves you, his grace and his will. And then I think that transfers into having the heart of the father for others. 
and right. how you see others and what you desire for them. And even through like difficult relationships or, um, or just difficult circumstances in life, seeing things from a spiritual lens of what can come out of this spiritually instead of dwelling on what's happening in the physical. Cause all throughout the Bible, God is way more concerned with what's going on spiritually than our physical circumstances. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I think like for me, even in my experience, we talked about that, that peace when you walk in the spirit and to me, there is a feeling when I'm walking in the spirit. Uh, yeah. There's like it's peace. There, there's peace and there's joy in the midst of whatever. And it is a feeling. So do you think we switch back and forth? I think it's access, man. I you have access to everything by the spirit. It's it is the choice though. It's the it's the same choice that was confronted Adam and Eve. Do right. it there's the choice. Life or death, or death. You right. know what I mean. Life yeah. or death. You know, it's yeah. a it's a choice, and it's right there before you. Every, but it's almost yeah. like every moment, At all time. every you moment have to decide. Well, yeah, and and just like we were talking about how busy you get, you know, it's it, you. And I just was just talking to my wife about this not two days ago. I was like, man, I'm just starting to realize and come to understand about how every minute of every day I need him, like. Because oh, you yeah, all, yeah. I mean, it only takes five minutes of list doing or like thinking, you know, off yourself. And then all of a sudden, it's just like at the end of the day, I'm like, dang, I didn't even, I mean, not even while I was working, I didn't really spend any. Because usually I'm, I'm up there, lot, I'm man. like, I'm spending time with the Lord. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm okay, you know, while I'm working, while I'm doing the stuff. But man, uh-huh. like you just get off track for, and then I just look back and I'm like, man, I didn't. And it's not like he's saying, oh, you, you know, jerk. And stuff. Yeah, it was just like, it, it was just a realization. It's like, hey, man, you know. That you had, you realized you'd set your mind on something else. Exactly. Day. Yeah. Setting your mind on it. That's interesting. I want to add something. Hey, welcome uh, back, Jamal. Thanks. Oh, hey. <laughs> I'm still here. He, he took is. a nap. <laughs> I want to say something I think that Jesus gave a very clear example of in John 15, as we were talking about earlier, um, about abiding. Um, yeah. that, that word abide uh, is, is such a wonderful word, uh, remaining in, staying connected to um preached a message a long time ago called stay connected um and how if a branch stays connected to the vine it's talking about grapes but a branch stays connected to the vine which stays connected to the roots it it continues to bear fruit i think two very practical ways for someone to walk in the spirit is one to pray um, that's our communication with the Lord, mm-hmm. um, to uh, to stay in communication with him. Um, it, again, it can begin with five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 24 hours, whatever. Um, but it's, it's that consistent, um, consistent connection with the father and with uh, with the spirit and, and with Jesus Christ, um, staying connected to him, hearing his voice, as you said, Skylar, hearing his voice, um, affirming uh, what's right in us and helping us with the, the challenging parts. Um, so staying connected in prayer, but also the word, um, staying connected in the words, uh, reading the scripture every day, allowing the truth of the word of God to um, to fetter out every error um, or every lie. Um, so we're not just talking about theological error and, and all that. So I'm talking about like very practical stuff that you believe that you were 
an orphan or you believe that you were dropped or you believe that God rejects you or you believe um, that you're okay when you're not okay because you have a porn addiction or whatever the error is, whatever the lie that the enemy tells us, like he told to Eve, the deception, oh, you won't surely die. Uh, And and so half truths are whole lies. And so like whatever lie that we believe um, is is fettered out by the truth of scripture. And even, even as the Holy Spirit shines his light on areas in our lives where we're like, oh, I, I, I thought I was good, but I was in pride. Um, you know, even my fears, God's like, I don't want you to stay in fear. Like perfect love cast out all fear. Well, what is perfect love? It's matured love. It's love that I've known over a course of time that God loves me beyond the anxiety that I feel. That doesn't mean I won't feel it, but God loves me beyond that. He's larger than that. He's bigger than that. Um, I think as we continue to, as we continue to go down Romans chapter eight, um, I love what Romans chapter eight, verse 14 says, it says, for those who are led by the spirit of God are the children of God. The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him, that is by the spirit, we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. And so here again comes to an identity piece. Like I understand that I'm a child of God. And therefore, it even goes back to, again, like we talked about Genesis. God made within every living being the ability to reproduce after its own kind. And so when we become new creatures in Christ, we reproduce Christ in our own lives and in those we disciple. And so as, but, but notice what happens. You can only reproduce once you reach a certain age. So five-year-olds can't reproduce. You have to hit puberty before you have the ability to reproduce. And so the only way that we can continue to grow and to mature and to become who God wants us to be, which is disciplers, which make disciples, followers of Jesus, is that we have to stay connected to him. We have to keep growing in him so that we, we grow up in, in, the, in, the, in, the, uh, in the full stature and measure. And that's why we have the gifts, uh, gifts of the spirit. That's why we have the, the graces that God gives us. And so for the equipping of the saints, um, you know, for the work of ministry until we we attain to the full measure of what God has called us to be. Um, But we have to start with understanding that I'm a son of God, understanding Mm -hmm. that I belong to Jesus, understanding that out of that, out of that be, out of that identity, then I can do the works that God calls me to do. Absolutely. And, but, and uh, when you understand that you're a son of God, okay, uh, or daughter of God, but you're going to look at the child of God, the true child, you know, which was Christ, the first fruits, right? He is the first fruits of the children of God. And so when you want to understand, so we understand, okay, well, I'm a child of God. Well, what does that look like? Just like Skylar was saying, red letters, baby. Study yeah. that because that's what, that's what being a child of God looks like is Jesus completely. His entire life is, is literally, that's what being a child of God looks like. And, and if, as far as re- reproducing is, is concerned, if you look at the tree, right, how do we reproduce? The, there's seed in the fruit. And I said this a while back, right? There's seed in the fruit, the fruit of the spirit. The seed is how you sow. Then that's how a tree reproduces mm-hmm. is by seed. And mm-hmm. that seed is in that fruit, the fruit of the spirit. And even, that's how you reproduce. And, and even to piggyback on that, Casey, even if we look in Genesis chapter three, verse, uh, verse 15, if you look like in the King James version, it talks, God starts giving his edict of, okay, man, you're going to have to work hard, sweat of your brow, woman, you're going to have uh, labor and childbirth serpent. Okay. Because you did this, I'm going to cause enmity or hostility between you and the woman, between your seed and 
her seed and the seed of the woman will bruise your head, but your bruise is healed. And that's a foreshadowing to Christ, who was, of course, crucified on Golgotha, the hill of the skull, and how Christ gave us the ability to, uh, yeah, even we talk about renewing of minds, you know, he, he was crucified so that our minds could get right. Yeah. And so and so we see this whole thing about seed and about fruit and about fruitfulness. And so the seed in King James's capital, the seed talks about not just not just people, not just, um, you know, Cain, Abel, Seth, etc., etc., but talking about this one particular person, Jesus of Nazareth, who would be our example, who would be um, the one who we who we were called to be um, be like. Um, and uh, another thing um, we were stuck on Romans eight, and that's not a bad thing. It talks about how um, continuing on with verse 16 um, of Romans eight, the spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. And so there's a testifying, um, even like you were talking about, Skylar, there's something testifying that it's not just ethereal, not just something out there in the spooky clouds, but there's something in us that testifies that, hey, man, God, God has done something in me and has done it for real. And then verse 17. Uh, for real. For real. For real. For real. Um, verse 17. Now we are children. Then we are heirs, heirs of God, as you were saying, Casey, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we might also share in his glory. Yeah, I want to I want to go back to something that you said. You So you said, OK, here's two practical ways. And so you said, one, pray, and then you said, two, read the scripture. I think it's important just to make a couple comments concerning those two things. And I, I think you kind of alluded to it, but one, in prayer, that's that's still relationship with Jesus. It's still through the Holy Spirit connecting to Christ who take, who leads us to the Father and then communicating and and speaking. But not only that. Also listening, absolutely, which the Father does by His Spirit in us, and so to be Spirit led is to is to to pray, but it's also to listen as a part of prayer. I Abs- think absolutely. The other thing is concerning the Scriptures is that we have to understand that the Scriptures in and of themselves don't have power, but the Scriptures enlightened by the Holy Spirit in us, leading us to Jesus, have power. Jesus walked on the road to Emmaus, and he used the scriptures, the pro- the law and the prophets, to speak to these two individuals about himself. He also reprimanded the Pharisees and said, you think you, you read the scriptures because you think in them you have eternal life, yet you refuse to come to me. And so I think it's important to know that prayer leads us to Christ, and then also scripture leads us to Christ. And so again, it always goes back to this abiding. Which is the connecting point. It's always always goes back to that connecting. That falls in also in line with the with what Skylar said, and it it really hit me because I feel like God's kind of been laying this on my heart recently. You're saying seek the seek the heart of the Father for you first, and then when you realize the heart He has for you, well, then you can give that heart to others. But yeah, I think that's a big part of living a spirit filled or spirit led or walking in the spirit is again, going back to identity, really understanding the heart of the father, because if we know the heart of the father for us, well, then we know who we are, right? So if we know him as father, well, then we should know ourselves as children, as sons, which you guys showed us through scripture. But yeah, I think it's really important to, to know the heart of the father, because I have to continually on, on a daily basis, 
remind myself of the gospel of Christ, remind myself that I'm seated in Christ in the heavenlies, that I am a new creation, that I have been forgiven, that I am sanctified, that I am justified, that I have been reconciled, that I am redeemed. We'll just use all the big words, but that's, that's, <laughs> that's living a, that's walking in the spirit. That's setting, is, your, that's setting your mind on right. the things of the spirit. Everything yeah. you just listed that reminding myself that is setting your mind. Right. Right. And so then abiding in that place. And again, if we abide in that place, well, then as we walk, quote unquote, walk in the spirit, we live our lives and we allow the spirit, the voice, the, the voice, the knowledge, the wisdom and the understanding of God to influence the way th- Our in which we view the world and the way that we interact with one another versus depending on the knowledge of good and evil or our flesh. Right. Mm-hmm. I think it all goes. This is like a big it, circular. It's all connected. Yeah. It's all yeah. connected. The whole thing is is all in and through, and he, him and me, and I and him, and he's in the Father, and where he, the Father's in me. It's like it's all. A, it's a continuous quantum loop, <laughs> dude. Yeah, I mean, it's it's trippy. I think about that sometimes. I almost drive myself wild. I'm like, man, yeah, yeah. But you know what? Also, you you've said that it's not. I think you said it's not just a mystical thing. I think you. Maybe we're saying that it is kind of a mystical thing. I think it is a mystical thing. In Corinthians somewhere, it talks about that there are things that, or there's a scripture that says, no eye is seen, no ear is heard, what God has in store for those who love him. But then it goes on to say, but God has revealed these things to us by his spirit. And then it talks about being stewards of the mysteries of God. And so there is this mysterious or mystical essence to living in the spirit this entire thing is supernatural Absolutely. in the beginning the the earth was dark and void and the spirit of god hovered above the waters that's right <laughs> and then he said let there be light that's a supernatural spirit instance that has nothing to do with physical physics natural anything yeah so from the spiritual was birthed the natural so i think we also have to understand that yeah it's by faith and it's by the spirit and there is some sort of uh, existential, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Transcendental, right? It transcends understanding and knowledge. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the flesh doesn't know it. What's that? Jesus talks about the the flesh cannot know yeah, right these things because it's revealed yeah to the little kids. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> one thing um, I I thought about diving into this too is how have I done it wrong and how have we done it wrong. Um, just by examples of what I've seen and, and how I've lived in um, in being deceived at sometimes, and I and I thought and I had this this vision, um, this picture was painted in my head of of how and uh, Jamal was talking about how and in the very beginning of this podcast of how some people think about walking in the spirit as some powerful like yeah. Holy Ghost fire type thing and. And I think about people or, or us when, when we have that mindset, sometimes instead of being the light, we can be holding the light up at others, like kind of like a flashlight shining the light around. But if, if I'm in the dark holding a flashlight pointing it at others, I'm still in the dark. The light itself is pointing at others. Yeah. And we think we're huh. we're in the spirit when we're like searching the souls of others as we're like looking around or discerning things. And, and, um, 
But I think when, when you are the light, when, when you're just living in your identity in Christ, who, who is the light, um, just things manifest and expose. The light itself does that. And I think we take the role of the light. We, we shine it at others. And th- this is where judgment comes in. Right. About how we think we're walking in the spirit sometimes when we're shining the light around instead of just being, being the light. It, yeah. I think the error um, or the the place that we can make a mistake in this walking in the spirit is when we try to walk in the spirit according to our own understanding, strength, knowledge, and ability. So we're fleshly walking in the spirit. And so, oh, I know that this is how the spirit operates because this is my experience. And and you were you were hinting at something, Skylar. When we when we try to walk in the spirit based on high moments of experience, like yeah. I want to get in, I want to I want to feel that euphoric thing that I felt that one moment in that one revival service yeah, and at I'm, that run thing. And I'm going to run. I want to take my, I want to take my yeah. coat off and like whip yeah, it around. Like yeah. people just and, and, pass and, and, out and every and time I wave my coat by them. That's what I'm talking about. hand, bro. And, and so I. I so I live my life for the experience instead of realizing that it's the day-to-day, somewhat seemingly mundane moments where we gain traction and mm-hmm. consistency and victory so that when we have those big experiences, we're not consumed by that but moment. That's because it's by humility, bro. Absolutely. It's humility. Not, and those yeah. powerful experiences, I think, I think kind of... If we're living by that, like you said, like that's not humility. You know what I mean? Like just yeah. walking into a room and like yeah. I'm gonna put my hand on you and you're gonna pass. Right. You're gonna get slain in the spirit. You know what I mean? Like that's that's pride. I, that's I, not humility, bro. You know? And in those points, those points of like you said, like the, that that should be humbling things, not like yeah. oh I'm just gonna call fire down and probably right. you know. I mean, but that comes by just being it. I nothing think there's, else. There's a huge distinct, distinction, Jamal, because you just you just made a point. Yeah, I think there are times where we experience the Holy Spirit and we experience presence and power and there are these super high moments. Um, I know there are times when I preach and I feel immense mm-hmm. presence and power and authority in what I'm speaking because the Holy Spirit is, has influenced me. And those are, those are great times, but I can tell you some of the more mundane points in my life where walking in the spirit isn't so glamorous as when I'm at home and I'm about to get into an argument with my wife and the mm-hmm. spirit says, shut your mouth. It's, you know, keep... but why though? Yeah. Right. No, he's like, you know, <laughs> slow to speak, slow to anger, quick to listen. And, and that's you when know... we know if we're dead or not. Yeah. If our flesh go. is dead or not, that we, and, and, and walking in and, and the walking yeah. in the spirit is really about a yielding. Will I deny myself? Will right. I yield myself to the work of Christ in me? Or will I still try to stay alive while he's trying to be alive in me? And, you mm. know, I think we just made a really a good distinction as well as that in those moments, there's a choice. Yeah. Because there are some people who have no conscience. Like you said, you didn't. There was a moment where you began to feel convicted for things that you hadn't felt convicted about in the past. And that's because there was a new outside force influencing your life. There's a new life. And so you're seeing things differently and you're realizing that the way you had been doing things isn't the way that you should be doing them anymore. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that happens. I I think it happens in scripture. I mean, there's the Lord has illuminated, brought light into my life concerning what it really truly means to love others and, and how to do that. And so as he brings knowledge, he, he brings 
practical application. So he's saying, hey, I, I, I tuned you into this. I've given you this understanding now in your heart. And so the next time I approach a situation where I could either love or not love, I choose to love because he's enlightened me by his spirit. And the spirit reminds me then of what was said and what was taught. And then I can walk that out. Amen. I praise God for leading us in this direction because the only scripture that I that I actually prepared goes right hand in hand with this. You of, prepared it? I, I prepared Did you get it, it from the Bible? Oh, you oh, got it from the Bible? Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah. The whole, it's, it's holy this scripture. Isn't a, yeah. Oh, it's not, this, isn't, this is not your original material? I got this from the holy it's flip. Not from the, <laughs> it's not from the holy flip. It's not yeah. from the book of Schuyler Lonians? God provided this, yeah. Right, right. Let me clear that up. Um, it goes right in with this concept of walking in the spirit when it's not that overwhelming, like euphoric feeling and just Jesus being the prime example. I think about in Matthew um, 26 verse 36 through 39, when he's praying in the garden of Gethsemane uh, before he goes to get crucified. And um, I'm just going to go ahead and read. Uh, Jesus was in the garden with his disciples, and he says, Then Jesus went with him to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. And taking with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. And going a little farther, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Ne- nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. So even Jesus himself is like feeling just completely weighed down in burden and sorrow. It says even unto death and he was sweating blood. And he had this moment of like a weakness in the flesh where he's like, Lord, if if it is your will, let this cup pass from me. But if not, then let your will be done. Right. And I think those are some of the most powerful moments in our life well, when we reach that point of weakness and yeah. we choose God's will. Well, then he, go, he goes on later to talk to his disciples who had fallen asleep when he told <laughs> yeah. them to pray. And then he There's says, There's a mundane thing right there. Right. But hey, then he man, says, stay here and stay here and stay pray. awake. <laughs> but then he says, The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. That's when he says that. Mm. And like, right. and then, uh, the spirit, That's good, the spirit, yeah, real good. The spirit, like you said, that that place of testing. The spirit led Jesus yeah, into, into the, the wilderness, wilderness to yeah. be test, test tested. You know what I mean? He leads us leads us to the testing grounds too. And so, yeah, Jamal, I think you said it again too. You said um, we have to yield to the spirit, and I think that's a big part of this. The practicality behind it is so. So walking in the spirit, I think if I can kind of sum it up as the way we've talked about it, is allowing the spirit of God and his ways to influence the way that we live our lives, to lead us and guide us to live and to act, right? Scripture even tells us that it's the spirit of God in us, moving in us, willing us to live according to his will. Mm. And he's moving in us to do that. And so through continued communication with the Father, through prayer, meditation, study, whatever it may be, looking at the scriptures, allowing them to, to wash over us, get into us, lead us into Christ to keep us in relationship with Jesus, to abide in him. Well, then we're, we're then informed with a new way of thinking. And from that way of thinking, we can then make and live, make our decisions and live and act and then live according to the spirit. And then set your mind and set your mind on things above. Yeah. It's interesting. Hmm. It's good. 
Dang. I was kind of worried we wouldn't, we wouldn't really have a, practic- a practical thing. I was oh, gonna, no. If it was still this like mysterious thing walking away from this. <laughs> and maybe it is. I don't know. Mysterious. Yeah. It's mm. a practical every day, every moment thing, really. It's pretty practical. And I think anyone who's been born again um, can definitely relate to this and get a lot from this. Cause, um, and even those who are listening who who don't believe because yeah. there's there may be some out there i think it's important for people to know what it's like to be a christian yeah i mean and they see that when we it's by walking in the spirit and bearing the fruit of the spirit that that gets planted in them like, right right now i have uh someone staying with me who's a non-believer he's young I, I see a a light in him, and I can honestly say there's so much information floating around in this day and age. It's unreal. It's hard for me to preach to him, and like, cause it's just he's he's grown he's he's eight years younger than me, so he's grown up in this age of information where he's just the the Bible talks about a time that's coming where people will be ever learning and never coming to the knowledge of the truth. So for me, it's hard for me to to preach to him. And to me, the best way to, to walk it, to bring him to <laughs> yeah. Christ and for him to know what Christ is, is to walk in the spirit. Right. And and I, I say this a lot and I'll, I'll go over it right now. Like, so the fruit in our life is for consumption. It's not for our own consumption. It's for others around us. Right. Yeah. That way that they can taste and see that the Lord is good. <laughs> and it's the goodness of the Lord that causes men's hearts to repent. Absolutely. That's always a good one, Casey. Yeah. That's yeah. that's that's the Lord. Oh, it was that's the Lord. Not me. <laughs> you didn't read that in no. first Schuylerlonians. <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. Hey, we thank uh Jason and I just want to thank you. Um we we're always getting support and uh, encouragement and like the testimonies of people that are you know um, listening, but or or just just giving us a little bit of the, about their life stories. And honestly, uh, we would love to see more of that. Um, we would love to 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 talk to you, get a line from you, get an email from you, get get a message from you on Facebook. I mean, you can hit us up on our Facebook page. You can hit us up individually. Um, I'm pretty sure it'll show you who's an admin or or whatever. You can get a hold of Jason and I and. And uh, we just really, really, it just, it uh, really encourages us. Um, yeah, just I dig to it. Hear, just to hear t- stories, you know. Oh, it's so great. Shout yeah. out to Jeremy for hitting us up on Facebook yeah. today and just yeah. telling us a little bit about his story. And so if you guys want to check us out on Facebook, we're at, or yeah, it's facebook.com slash Salty Dogs Cast. And also Instagram and Twitter at Salty Dogs Cast. Uh, we also have, just real quick, we have a Patreon account. I don't even really know if you what? know what that's here, about. Here you go again, bro. Like every time I come in here, I've you're got like, something new I've got going something on. new. I'm like, what do you yeah. mean? I said, we got a, we got, a, we're on an app. Yeah, yeah. We're on this, this, and that. I'm like, oh, okay. You're like, hey, Casey, man, we got a Patreon. I'm like, what? So I'm like, oblivious. I'm like, what's a Patreon account? Yeah, you know? pa- well, I'm about to tell you. Right, Patreon.com. Pay, p pay p a t r e o n dot com slash salty dogs podcast, and it's actually kind of cool. It's a way that people can support the podcast financially with little as even just a buck a day wrong actually that's as little as a dollar a month not a dollar a day um sounds like we're trying to feed kids in africa right but um 
you can actually support the podcast financially. And what's really cool about that is there's different tiers, and so you get like different things for how much you give. And so one of the things that I want to get going is a is a, a private Facebook group for people who want to keep conversation going after they've listened to podcasts. And so I've seen uh, a lot of podcasts do this, build this online community. You can just do that on our Facebook page, but it's kind of cool to be a part of the private That'd Facebook That'd be cool, page. yeah, because it makes you feel like you're really a part of something. Make, yeah, yeah, right. Just really so, inclusive. Just kind of like the church. <laughs> and we're not asking you for 10, 10% of your income, so, yeah. 20. Get to do it for a little bit cheaper than that. So check that out. We love you guys. We, we appreciate you listening. Skyler, always a pleasure, brother. Jamal, pleasure to be keep here. it real. Broham, and uh, for having me. Casey. In the land of ham. Casey, huh? stay ready so you don't have to get ready, brother. Yeah, I know. All right, y'all. All right, then. Peace. <laughs>